It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Lombardi line on a Friday, just sending Ben Britton a picture here should come through to your phone. And I'm sure everybody would like to see that one as we welcome you back here as we get it going. Another nine, what nine games today, Michael Lombardi college football to the North Carolina. Yeah, it's it, you I said like how they did it too, Patrick. They get, uh, we're gonna have, I got to look here. I, I don't know. You said something we're interesting. Have games on Sunday. Yeah, we are. And you said something very interesting when we were talking about Iowa. Excuse me, Wisconsin hosting Penn State. And you've said this a couple of times, so I'd like you to expound upon. You said, "I wish these two were playing later in the year." Mm-hmm. So what is it because about? Because I think. Go ahead. Uh, well, first of all, I think when you college football, because they don't have a preseason and because they don't have the ability to practice against other teams, you know, they, they have to go against their scout team and you're rusty. Your execution isn't good and you're not the same team. And, and the way you get marked in college, if you have one loss, oh, my God, you're not any good. You can't be. You got beat by Iowa in week one, you know. Well, every team's better in November than they are in September or August. So I wish they would have a little bit of this, like, or at least if they play these games, don't play them in conference. Nebraska, Illinois, I mean, Penn State, Wisconsin, it's too early. 
Like, let's get into the conference. Let's have a couple out-of-conference games and get into it. Because then you can say, well, they played out-of-conference. It's a little bit like the college basketball when they go over and play in the Maui Classic, which is, I think, one of the reasons why Gonzaga probably will never win a national championship, no matter how talented they are, is because they don't play a conference that 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 it makes them become in tough and endearing during the season. They actually get an easier schedule during the season than they do in, when they play some of the pie, pie rollers in, in, in the Maui Classic. So it's all about building a team to a crescendo. And if you don't do that, it's very challenging. Nope. Well put. By the way, do you think the market, I'm just as random, I think you'll like this. You think the market's overreacting to UCLA putting the beat down on Hawaii? I'm going to ask you to guess the number. LSU's in town at UCLA Rose Bowl. What do you think the number is? I think LSU's 16-point favorite. Michael, they're a three-point favorite. Wow. Yeah, wow is right. Now, now Max Johnson's under center. Miles Brennan, remember, I think he was fishing. He broke his arm. You know Max Johnson's dad. How do you break your arm fishing? Can you explain that to me? (laughs) Well, Bill Berman could probably do it. Was the fish that strong? Was the fish that tough? You know Max Johnson's dad, right? No. Brad Johnson. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Max Johnson, oh, yeah. who I actually Tampa. think Max okay, is the lefty. Okay, that's right. I knew that. Yeah, that's I, right. I knew that. I yeah. think he's going to be LSU. I was talking to our buddy Andy Staples, formerly Sports Illustrated. He says LSU is going to be great this year. What the the concerning part about LSU is if you watched them last year, undisciplined, defensively missing right. assignments, like it was an, uh, turnovers all over the place. That was ugly for LSU last year. And, of course, he fired most of the staff. I mean, that's what he does. You he know, does, I mean, yes. when the game starts, when the game starts, he can't help the team. We know this. Mm-hmm. You know, when the game starts, Ed's not going to be able to really help the offense or the defense. He's just going to be tell, tell the halftime interviewer, go Tigers. But other than <laughs> that, that's about all we're going to get out of him, right? But this is a talented team now. I mean, my Lord. You know? know, and he's got upperclassmen. I mean, he's got, like, I, I mean, I think it's nice that UCLA beat Hawaii, but I didn't. I mean, they ran the football. Dorian Thompson. I mean, he didn't really throw the ball. Robinson Thompson. He didn't really have to make very many plays. It's going to be a little different game, I think. Three is an insane number, and and again, a couple of books are two and a half. LSU Lane three at the Rose Bowl. I know. Again, a lot of respect for. Well, I mean, if that's the case, then Andy's way off because there's no way you could sit there and say that they're going to be great and only be three. Because do you think UCLA is great? No, I absolutely do. I, I think, I, I think, frankly, I think, I, I think UCLA is better than most that I've talked to, but no, I don't think they're great. I think, do think they're very good though. Um, but LSU and Max Johnson Rose bowl this weekend, uh, one of the good matchups. And we did just receive a message from your boy, Wes Reynolds, who, who did a, did some research and oh yes, he said, I do remember Mia Sarah. We'll have her picture. Of course he does. Everybody does. Everybody does. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get that going. We've got a game in Atlanta this weekend. You've heard of it. Miami wow. and Alabama. Yes, I'll give you some stats on Nick Saban, which will blow you away coming up in just a couple of seconds here as we get it going on a Friday. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VSIN studios here at the South Point. Michael Lombardi hanging out. Well, I don't even think Bill Berman's there because I just received a picture. He's excited, Bill Berman. You know, executive producer of the Lombardi line. He's excited because today is his fantasy draft. 
And this mm-hmm. is his um, this big, is his Super Bowl and Christmas and Hanukkah rolled into one. So I don't even think he's at the studio there. We do have. Oh no, no, he's too, not. They not. He's too, too busy for us. No Berm Cam. Even if he like, here's the problem with Berm Cam. Once we get it set up, it's like he's just too big of a mover and shaker. If we go to Berm Cam and, the seat, yeah. and it's empty, what can we do? You just move on with the show. You know, we have to count on reliability. That's all we can do. You know how when you're eating good meals with Millie and they have the palate cleansers, like in between? Yeah. So here's a palate cleanser as we move on to gambling. It's Mia Sarah from (laughs) Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Let's go ahead and throw that up there, Ben Britton, just to give us a reminder, those watching on TV. I mean, come on. The fact that she didn't end up being freaking Meryl Streep is just. It was three to one. It had to be two to one, you know, that she was not going to be a top five actress in the world. I mean, seriously. With that performance in Ferris Bueller, I mean, and and for her not to have that, I mean, I would have, I mean, there's no way. Now, I know Mike Palm would have offset, Mike Palm would have offset it probably two two years into it and probably, you know, maximized his money and made money off the deal. But that being said, who would have not bet that she was going to be a star? Who would have not, Ben Britton, tell me, would you have bet she's not going to be a star? (laughs) Go ahead. Your mic doesn't work. You could put it on. He's too young. You could say it. You're part of the show, too. We'll yeah, put you Mike's in this thing, on. too. He's, what are you, 33? Oh, Listen, uh, yeah. so he asked me Phoebe Cates or Mia Sarah. My wheelhouse was Ferris Bueller's, so Mia Sarah all day, every day, twice on Sunday, Michael Lombardi. Anyway. There you go. There um, you go. The, All right, but meanwhile, back to betting. Yeah, so can I remember you pointed out the miraculous numbers from Andy Reid in September where he hasn't yeah. lost a game in September since 2016, uh, it, it, which is unbelievable. So the season opens for Alabama in Atlanta. You've heard of Nick Saban. You know Nick Saban. Yes, I have. And Nick mm-hmm. Saban and, and Alabama, the champs, are headed to Atlanta to take on Miami and Mr. Diaz. The number right now, unless I have it, yep, 19. I got a couple of books, 19 and a half. So check this out. Season openers at Bama. This won't surprise you. He's 14-0 and 0 straight up. You think he's prepared? He's 12-2 and 2 ATS. Oh, but you say, I mean, these numbers, he's always laying wood. He's always laying a big price. Uh, He is, as far as 14 points or more, if Alabama's laying it, Nick Saban's 5-2 ATS week one. He is 6-0 ATS against ranked opponents in week one. So it's just the good teams come in, it doesn't matter. The bad teams come in, it doesn't matter. And then you say, well, what about a neutral site? Because Alabama's playing in Atlanta. Nick Saban is 15-1 straight up. In Atlanta. So he is, I mean, in openers, his team scores 41 points per and allows 11 points per. So both sides of the ball are ready to go. Obviously, he's got the talent. But not only does he win, he's covering. And the numbers are always shaded. Obviously, you're going to pay a premium if you want to bet on Alabama. That's Nick Saban. It's amazing, right? I mean, it's just it's some guys, I think the moral to the story is simply this. Guys know how to get their team ready to play. Right. That's just, just as reality. How, what is going to take to play? Now, this year, I think is going to be a really challenging first part of the season for him because he's got so many guys. I mean, can you imagine this program will have on, on September 12th, that weekend, the NFL will have three Alabama starting quarterbacks all playing at the same time. One guy was forced to transfer. Think about that. Jalen Hurts, Tua, don't say a bad word, Mm-mm. and then Mac Jones. Yep. I mean, think about this. He's got three starting quarterbacks playing, you know, and one got benched for the other. 
And then the other one was told that Mac Jones was better than him. And then Mac Jones put that picture. Somebody put that picture on social media, which destroyed Mac Killed Jones' him. draft stock. I mean, it was going to be a 30 for 30. You know. Killed him. Anyway, so. But the guy, I mean, he's got a little bit of a transition to get this team ready, don't you think? I mean, it's going to take a little bit of time to see what he can do. And, and, and I know they're going to be really good. And Billy O'Brien's a good play caller, all that stuff, right? But, you know, and I, and I think that they'll – I don't think they'll be as good defensively early as it's going to take them to be. I, I what's the number? Sixty-one on the over. Sixty-one. You got it. I I think the over's in play here. And, and I think Miami, well, defensively, going to be very good. And Derek King, remember, he's an electrifying quarterback. They should contend for that ACC Coastal. Uh, you know, his defense, which returns nine starters there at Miami, is going to be really good. Diaz is. Diaz is polarizing for a lot of college football fans, but he's done a good job with defense. And you just mentioned Alabama. So Mac Jones, he gone. Najee Harris, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle, all gone. But who's in? Nick Saban's biggest recruit ever at Alabama and Bryce Young, who's one of your favorites yeah. to win the Heisman. And he is a freaking stud under center. And then they'll figure it out as they go. We, it is, it is, it's fascinating how they keep reloading. And they're playing a team that's going to be very good with a quarterback that's probably now De'Aaron King, 22, 22 at this point, and yeah. a dual threat. And they're laying 19 on a neutral, a neutral field. And they've got that Rambo kid. Isn't this Rambo kid from Oklahoma transfer sensational? He did. Right? Wasn't yes. he a kid that was supposed to be really a good player? Big kid. He's 6'1", you know, 190. So, you know, and he was a real talent, a highly recruited kid. I mean, this is a good team, Miami. I love King. I think King's good. I, I really do. And I think this could ha this game has the elements of being a high-scoring game. I don't think this is Alabama, oh, they're great on defense. I'm not sure they're going to be great early yet. This will be a challenge for them a little bit. Yeah, and King, I think it was December where he tore the ACL. So we, we'll see how he bounces back. Bama's probably got the best linebackers in college football. But you mentioned there is... You know, it's a terrific secondary. I, I would imagine that he, Saban, you can speak on this better than I, cares more about a secondary performing than any other unit on the field. No doubt. No doubt. He's got to get – he knows – and with movement at the quarterback position is always a concern for defensive coordinators. I mean, that's always the problem. How do we handle the movement? What do we do to the movement? How do we react? Contain him in the pocket. You can call the perfect defense, but if you let the quarterback get out of the pocket like King can do and make plays, that's problematic. Yep, and they ended up Miami last year. So they allowed 27 points per. They gave up 42 to Clemson. 41 to NC State and 62 to North Carolina. So against those better teams that are going to score on you, uh, they went nosebleed in Alabama. And that's with that's with one guy getting drafted in the first round. Think about that, Patrick. Rosera, he yep. got drafted by the Bills in the first round. At average margin of victory, I should have thrown this into my first week stats for Nick Saban as the openers there. He, he ends up winning week one, usually by about 29 points. So that's Nick. And I think you maybe we could go over this one more time where you were talking about Nebraska and the what if. And I love this about with remember, the way you when. remember yeah. when, pardon me, the remember when schools. But the differences with Alabama is they were going down that path and they didn't. They forgot when and got Al and got Nick Saban, and now he's an all-time great. 
And it's all because of Ozzie Newsom. If Ozzie Newsom and Nick Saban don't cross paths to 1991 in Cleveland, this probably would not have happened. But because Nick trusted Ozzie, because they had a prior relationship, and then Nick was willing to leave the Miami Dolphins and get back to college, his wife, Terry, really loved the college game. I think that's why they were able to do it. And I think the Drew Brees injury was a major factor in allowing him to make that decision. So, you know, for me... You know, Alabama would have never gone outside their comfort zone unless they could get a guy like Nick Saban. They did. They paid him, and they've been rewarded. They got one of the best college programs of all time. And so, you know, it, it's smart to do that. It's sometimes you need to hire somebody. If you're in Nebraska, you know, and I'm not saying Scott Frost is going to get fired, but you got to turn a program around. If you're three years there and you're the, you're the talk of the town and you don't have the players, something's going on here. So I, I think you need to – you need to get somebody who can come in with fresh ideas. You know, one of the biggest problems with the Miami Dolphins has always been, is to remember when, you know, when we won with Shula, you know, we didn't use computers when Shula was here. We went undefeated with Shula. We didn't use computers. We didn't have to have a nice facility. Those things, you, people say, oh, it's no big deal. Yeah, it is a big deal. It absolutely is. No, 100%. Of course, the championship at LSU and then just went on Bear Bryant-like run here at Alabama. I'm just, I'm still just fascinated by that LSU. I still, uh, let's go back to LSU. I know, I'm just, I'm I'm looking at it right now because I'm fascinated. And again, it does appear that they finally, in a positive direction under Chip Kelly, finished with the losing record last year. I understand a lot of opt-outs. They were hit medically. I get that. Uh, And the four losses for the Bruins last year came by a combined 15 points, played well up in Oregon, ranked, played well against USC, ranked. But three is, it, and I'm seeing two and a halves. Yeah, I mean, it opened to three and a half. It's down to three, and I think it's going to end up getting to two and a half, and the money is coming all in on UCLA. All in on UCLA. Maybe Ida, maybe Ida displacing the program. There's something to that. I think there's that. something to that. They've been in Houston practicing, right? They've been in yep. Houston. But, you know, if LSU is as good as, they, as everybody thinks they are, and I don't know that because I haven't seen them. This is the problem with betting week one in college football. You just don't know. You know, and plus these are two teams that have had no history together, right? No history together. They haven't played. You can't go back and say, oh, this is what they did, yada, yada, yada. You have to go back and look at their scoring. We know last year LSU was, I mean, obviously Bo Pelini paid a price for it. He got fired as a defense coordinator. The offense wasn't very good. Jack Peavy, Jake Peavy comes in and starts going back. They want to go back to the Burrow offense, that, not the Burrow offense, I'm sorry, the Joe Brady offense that Burrow was running. So we'll see if all those things can come in. But this seems really light, Patrick. I mean, (laughs) I hate this when it seems too obvious to jump on it. Well, here's the thing. And I think Max Johnson is going to be a stud. He, remember, he led LSU over that startling win over Florida. And then in the bowl game against Ole Miss, where they accumulated almost 500 yards and five touchdowns on offense for Max Johnson. I mean, that was, again, And Ben Britton just texted me, your boy, our boy, Amal Shaw, is all over UCLA in the money line. So you get plus 125 there this weekend. They're going to come in humming. I mean, they're going to feel good about themselves. They haven't been displaced. They just beat up on Hawaii, and you've got a displaced team. But, but, seems short. Can I make a prediction? If, 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 if Gotagas loses to UCLA, this, you think Ida was a storm. There will be a second storm in Baton Rouge. If they go out there and they lose to UCLA and still have to play games in the Southeast Conference, there will be a storm in Baton Rouge. I'm just going to tell you that right now. There will be a huge storm. 
I'll say this. Both teams allowed over 30 points per last year. To go from gosh awful, um, my language, I'm, I'm censoring, but LSU's defense was horrible last year. To go from horrible, horrible to a, against a team that's now humming, against I, I, that 65, 65 and a half now, I'll probably go over that. Uh, do, I mean, look, LSU, I mean, they were bad last year, but they were still 4-1 and one against the spread in the last five games. You know, in the last 25 games, they're 20 and five straight up. You know, I mean, I get the letdown after the national championship, but if they lose, I'm going to say this again. If they lose to UCLA in California, go Tigers. The Mall's prediction on the money line, go Tigers. That's going to, it's going to be a storm in Baton Rouge. We won't hear the end of it if, if a Mall's bet comes. No, I mean, because he starts to play, he starts to play a hard schedule. And look, I think this Mississippi team, we haven't talked about the Southeast Conference, but this Mississippi team's pretty good. Good quarterbacking. They got, they're going to probably be better on defense. I think Kiffin's done a better job this time as a head coach at a major college. I think he's got his life in order. You know, it's going to be a hard job. I mean, I don't know if Mississippi State will be any better, but there's, you know, it's not an easy walk in the park here for if you're LSU. A&M's good. Yeah, Correll could be a Heisman. He. Do all the quarterbacks come from California? I mean, you saw Stroud, uh, Rancho Cucamonga. All these kids come yeah. from California, all the big-time starters. On well, they center. throw all the time. I they mean, do. they get to throw all the time. They get to, you know, they have the passing leagues, Florida, California, where the weather's great, and there's so many of them. And, you know, now that we don't, we're no longer localized with recruiting, once again, this hurts Nebraska. You know, kids, the world's flat, so kids can play anywhere they want. You know, and if you can fly direct in to a city and see your son, you know, your mom and dad can come see you play or your parent or whomever, your guardians, that's huge. Poor Tennessee still can't find a quarterback, though. Joe Milton ain't going to fix it. Ask my friends in Michigan. I just want to say that 38-6 winner yesterday against Bowling Green. Bowling Green covers that 37 and a half. Oh, we didn't mention this one because Steph had texted me, and she said she's got a total of 55, or she's going to lay a huge number with Arizona State. I said, go over. I gave her a winner. 56 points scored as Arizona State. That's 25 in the country. Beats up on Southern Utah, 41-14 here. And that no, yeah, no, I no mean, surprise. I mean, they were laying, what, 37? Yeah, I mean, J- Jaden Daniels. I mean, the, the Arizona State's a good team now. They could get they could get hit with penalties at any moment. But That's... they're a good team, a really good offensive team. <laughs> they, they do oft get penalized. Um, and I guess we're waiting for the sanctions. Is that what's going on right now with them? I mean, and they're letting Antonio Pierce, who seems to be involved with it, you know, in, in the controversy, they're letting him continue to coach. They fired two coaches. What was going on in Arizona State was they were recruiting and ha- hosting things going on when it, we were when the NC2A issued a lockdown. And they have evidence saying that that Arizona State had kids on campus and were recruiting under a lockdown pre- under a lockdown enforcement. Of course, I which miss- put them in in a real. Yeah, I guess it was kind of dicey. It made, they were trying to dance around the rules there. I, I misspoke. Tennessee was laying the 37 and a half. Arizona State was laying 45. Yeah. They, they did not yeah. cover against Southern Utah, 41-14 winner. Yeah, I mean, I think the books just went really heavy on these totals. 
I think they went really heavy on them. I mean, I think that's the one thing I've learned week one. I mean, especially in these lopsided games, they went they went heavy figuring that that, that the public's going to bet them anyway, right? The public's going to take, you know, they're just going to jump. They're going to take. Wake Forest at 32, although that game's moved around 32 down to 31 and a half. You're just going to take it because they know they know Old Dominion's not very good. The Seems. Duke one, to me, against Charlotte, that's the one. It's, that's under a touchdown. Duke. All right, let's discuss it. Duke-Charlotte next here, Lombardi Line. It's Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick 
and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You wonder, where's the captain? Well, Ben Britton, let's go ahead and throw him up. Of course, executive producer, conductor, Bill Berman of the Lombardi line. We got a picture of him he oh. sent today, which, and and there it is, Michael. You can see it in your monitor. Um, I, I'm not sure exactly what's happening here, but Ben Britton said he wants a little bit of a backstory. Here's the bottom line. Uh, this is the man yeah. that runs the show. He's essentially Michael Lombardi's neighbor, and he's James Bond. Yeah, well, no, and tonight he's going to be Elvis because they, apparently they have these parties for 25 years, and this has been this draft. They've done it for 25 years, and they always have a theme of it afterward. You know, they dress up as whatever the costumes are, and so this year's costume is Elvis. The first year they're celebrating their 25th anniversary of this fantasy league, so they're going to go with the Elvis costume. So, uh, you know, this could get ugly. I, 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 I put people out there on alarm. <laughs> it could get ugly. If you're in the Ocean City area, behave, you know, stay away from the gardens. It would probably be best for you. And, and just kind of, you know, don't hit the Summers Point bars too late. And, and you'll be fine. And look out know? for the captain. Proceed with caution. Yeah. Proceed with caution. I don't know if I have the captain's hat on because I think he's going to change into oh, the Elvis, it's Elvis costume. Okay. So, That's fair enough. Yeah, it's Elvis. So I'll have, you know, this is probably only captain for the, co- you know, for it. So we'll see. And I think BB's quote yesterday was 400 followers for the amount of content I provide for this show. It's a joke, right? Isn't that what he said? <laughs> <laughs> as, he got, yeah. as he got over at yeah. Berm Bill and Bermfest right around the corner yeah. as well. Um, yeah, that's right. So when I said to Ben Britton, what do you think the number is as far as uh, today, Duke at Charlotte? Um, he thought it was short at six and a half. I just saw somebody light up a seven with Duke Lane at, at Charlotte. Remember, last year in Durham, these two teams, it was a blowout. I think it was, uh, what, 53 to 19. But if you dig deeper, the Blue Devils only outgained the 49ers 401 to 38. And this team in Charlotte. Everything comes down to the quarterback and Chris Reynolds, who's still there. It's a good football team. Duke's going to be good this year. So you see a six Duke and a is half. Good. Duke is very good. Six and a half, 60 and a half on the total Duke at Charlotte tonight, Michael. Yeah, I mean, and I love Duke here. I really do. I love Duke. I, I think that, you know, Duke finished, I mean, I know they were, you know, two and nine and Charlotte was two and four, but, you know, Holmberg, their quarterback is uh, coming back. You know, and he should be really able to, uh, you know, feel comfortable with the offense. He's got three returning linemen. He's got a bunch of returning receivers, you know, and I think that they'll make it comfortable for him. And, uh, you know, I think that, that one thing I like about Cutcliffe is I think Cutcliffe is a really good player, a really good coach at preparing his team for what they have to do to win the game. He used to give Louisville, when Louisville was really good at Duke, he used to give them trouble. I think he coaches the quarterback really well. I expect Holmberg to have a good game for him. And, you know, they always seem to be, you know, one of the reasons why I like Cutcliffe so much as a coach is he is 7-1 and one in opening games since he's taken over the program. Hmm. 
Wow. Seven Good and one. Good number. And those Clemson transfers don't work out, right? Bryce, last year, Duke starter, didn't work out. So Holmberg in now. One thing I will say about the 49ers and that offense, so we talked about Chris Reynolds, the quarterback, but he's got plenty of targets, the Tucker and Thompson and Cameron Dollar. It's it's an offensive team that is going to be explosive, uh, but I think Duke as well. 60 and a half feels a little light to me on this one. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think this, Patrick. I think the, I like I like the six. You know, you're gonna lay it, the six it, and a half. I like that. I would lay the six and a half. I like that a lot. I think that's the better play here. Uh, I would say this about you know Reynolds. His accuracy is really you know. I mean, I think he was 53 percent completions spotty. last year. Yeah, you, you know, very spotty. I mean, he sprays the ball all over, and I think Duke will be well coached. I'm gonna go with the better better. Opening day coach. When you're seven and one at Duke in opening day games, you're pretty good. And Charlotte's numbers to me have always been this year they could be in our bottom ten. I don't think Duke's going to be in our bottom ten. Yeah, I think Charlotte can score. And defensively, Duke was terrible last year. They gave up 31.1. They lost a bunch of starters from that offense. I, I'm just looking. I'm leaning towards that over. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm not hating on laying the six and a half. Michael Lombardi on yeah. Duke tonight. Cut. Great numbers on Cutcliffe to open. Has Cutcliffe ever thought about leaving Duke? Because I'm sure there were opportunities. I don't think so. I think he's really, I think he's a little bit like, you know, Pat Fitzgerald. He's in the right place for his talent. Bring him back, Fresno State. Bring the mustache back. What's Pat? Fit? Well, no, not you mentioned Fitzgerald. Well, I'm thinking of uh, Pat. Who am I thinking? Pat of? Hill. Pat Hill. My What's man, he doing Pat now? Hill. We What's were he doing? Pat Hill's retired. We were at UNLV together. We were at the we were at the Browns together. He had a hell Pat of a Hill run up in Fresno. A hell of a run. Oh, good coach. Very good coach. Okay, when we come back, little NFL news and notes as we continue here on a Friday edition of the Lombardi Line. We're presented by BetMGM at Vsin Live on Twitter, vsin.com. Now's the time, Spicoli. Uh, the guide is 1999. It's the NFL Pro Football Betting Guide, which Ben Britton said he's looking at last night. He loves our pro experts. First off, they've won these contests that we keep on talking about. And secondly, it's everything. Season win totals, division finishes, player awards. It's like 300-plus pages. It's vsun.com slash subscribe. It's 1999. If you get both the NFL betting guide and the college football betting guide, you're going to get a discount. Hey, um, so... You, yes. saw the, you saw the quote, hey. Michael Lombardi. Yes, sir. Yes. You, you saw. I answered a hey. I know. Good hey today. You saw Carson Wentz. He yes. Sa- he said, <laughs> maybe you can give him some advice here. He said, the league's protocol when it comes to COVID is keeping me up at night. So he's unvaccinated. Here's one thing we do know. We have to cap COVID in some way. He is going to come across some. There is going to be contract tracing for court, for players like uh, Carson Wentz, who is going to be kept out of games this year. There's no way around it. I mean, look, you know, look, I, I, I don't know why he doesn't want to get the vaccination and everybody's entitled to their opinions and what they feel like. And perhaps it's, you know, it hasn't been researched enough. You know, I, that argument to me is 
a little stale, you know, because we measure how quickly we got this vaccination based on how quickly other ones have have come through. We didn't have artificial intelligence like we do now. If you read about artificial intelligence, which I urge everybody to do because it is going to change a lot of our lives, you know, maybe not in the betting world because they can't quite, the algorithms don't quite get it. But, you know, th there's a way of solving problems much quicker today than it was 20 years ago, which is why the vaccination was able to. I mean, if they would, during the Spanish flu where all those people died in the 1920s in Boston. I'm reading a book about it now. You know, it's like it's it, it. They had no choice. They stayed inside their houses. They put towels on the floor. You know, they couldn't come out and they didn't understand where it was coming from. And then one day it was all gone. And yeah. then we got a flu shot. So I don't know why Carson doesn't want to get it. Uh, you know, he obviously has his strong beliefs, but you, you can't not get it and then complain about the rules around it. Because there's too much evidence that we've seen that this is a very deadly disease. This is a virus that is very deadly. It kills people. And your choice of not wanting to get the vaccination is fine. But don't complain about the rules that you feel like are hindering you. You're not, you're, you're different. You're, you're different. I mean, you have the freedom to choose whether you want to. The, the, the organization you work for doesn't have that freedom. None of the Colts, coaches, staff, anybody, they all have to get vaccinated. If you want to work, you got to get vaccinated. You happen to have that because you're a player. Don't don't get mad about the rules to prevent to protect everybody else. And he just said, I mean, "Look, we're not we're not going to we're not going to have this is the way we this is we're going through this right now, but eventually I think it's your your vaccination card will be more important than your social security card." Well put. And Remember, he just was on a five-day absence because he came in close contact because he with somebody. Came, because he's not vaccinated, and he came in contact with somebody who did. So you're telling me that's not going to happen know? over the next 18 weeks? Of course it is. Uh, well, especially if you're complaining about if you're complaining about the the uh, if you're complaining about the, the the procedures and protocols. Of course it is. Protect your team. Ellinger's out four to six weeks with an injury. Right now, Jacob Eason is the only quarterback on their roster, you know, that has, has played. It, think about if you're Chris Ballard. You, you, you know, you put your head under your pillow at night with Chris Ballard and you got two quarterbacks on the team, you know, one of them is which you could lose at any moment. You could lose at any moment. And so, you know, they put Brent Huntley on their practice squad just to protect themselves. I understand there's risk with any of these teams. You're looking at the Indianapolis Colts, their win total at DraftKings at nine, juiced a little, it's a quarter to the under. And trust me, I get there's risk with any, but I'm just being pragmatic about it. I got a quarterback that means everything to this team that's unvaccinated. I can't bet that team. I can't, but there's going to be circumstances throughout the year where there's going to be issues. You can't bet that team until Saturday, until Saturday at four o'clock. When you know he's going to dress for the game, that's really what you can't do. You can't bet that team on Monday. You can't, you can't say, "Oh, the line's moving. I like it. I'm going to take this. I'm going to get the best of the number." You can't do that because you run the risk of that best of the number that you think doesn't exist anymore. Because you don't know. I mean, last year we talked about this all the time. You can't pick games until you knew exactly what was going on. You couldn't pick it, right? We kept saying that last year. So I think that's really important. 
and, and, and I'm, I'm going to make note of, I mean, just I don't have a way of really having this scientifically, but I think there should be two lists. I think there should be, the, there should be three lists. You should have, if you're handicapping these teams and you're trying to get a power ranking on every team, you should have a list of who's the new starting quarterback on the team, who's the new coach on the team, and which quarterback isn't vaccinated. And by the way, remember. That's going to play a role yeah. in September. It, it absolutely will. So we know for, let's just think about this at top of mind, you and I, Spitball. We know Wentz. We know Jackson. We know Cousins, unvaccinated. There's more. I'm trying to think of the quarterbacks now. I mean, I don't know if Jared Goff is vaccinated. I don't know. He's he's ignored the question, which generally points to not. We know to, Cam isn't. Know. Who's not on a roster? But you know, the here, you know, another I thing. I mean, I think the Saints. I think all the same. I mean, Brady seems to be right, isn't Brady? There was a team that just announced today they're 100 percent vaccinated. That was Tampa. Tampa. Was it Tampa. Tampa. Yeah, it was Tampa. Tampa, when Leonard Fournette got the shot in his arm, I think that got him over the hump. And by the way, you're, you you know this yes. from your book. Woodrow Wilson, your boy in the government, that they low-keyed everything. There were 50 million people globally that died of the Spanish flu, and our country pretended like it didn't exist while people were dropping left and right. The least there's transparency. I mean, they, At least we know what's going on well, right We're now. trying. Yeah, pe- we're telling people. We're warning. I mean, back then it was just, we don't even know how it happened. Did it happen from World War II and the soldiers coming over to the country? You know, I think that most of Boston got wiped out because of the Spanish flu. It was really, really bad. Was that was and there was you, you you couldn't go down to the corner CVS and get a shot. Was that was uh, free for free? By the way, you can go there right now. Free. Any of you in America can go there right now and get it for free. Was that was by that time was Woodrow? He was hanging out in his room. He wouldn't come. He didn't come out for years, right? I think his wife might have been yeah, running well. things. Probably. I mean, why would you? I know he got sick. Anyway, that's our presidential. We've had um, Ferris Bueller at one point. We've had president talk. We can the we, wide range of everything, you yeah, know, I mean, we really can do, we can hit it all. Shout to Woodrow Wilson. When we come back, we'll continue NFL news and notes. And I want to pin you down North Carolina, Virginia tech. I want to get a pick from you in Blacksburg tonight as we continue. He's M Lombardi NFL on Twitter for his musings and book recommendations. Gridiron genius is a good place to start. We're at VEASAN live. We continue here on a Friday. It's VEASAN, the sports betting network. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. 
Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, you can discover right now what winning feels like at BetMGM. And when you do, register using the code VSIN, V-S-I-N, 100. So here's the deal. You bet a dollar, you win 100. If any college football team scores a touchdown, I mean, seriously, we're just handing you 100 bucks. So get over there and bet it right now. It's only at BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, paid for in free bets. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly if you have a gambling problem. 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Michael Lombardi. Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. I'm Patrick Maher live from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point. Um, there was a couple other. And before we get to your picks for college tonight. And I know you got Mr. Baseball's in the house, huh? 
Yeah, I mean, I got one today. I mean, I like the Astros today. I, I really do. I, I think that, you know, when you break down uh, Jake Arrieta's career, it's been wonderful, but I don't think he's throwing it very well right now. I'm not sure why he's even throwing it, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, I mean, I think I'm going to go against them on the run line because, you know, that's what you do when you have a pitcher who's struggling. You know, his, his earn run average is, what, 7-1-3? Yeah, this ain't Jake Arrieta from uh, five years ago, that's for sure. That, that's, I mean, it's, he's, you know, and so I'm going to go with them here. I get with, the, you know, the Padres pick him up, and they think they're going to get something out of him, but he hasn't been very good. And, you know, he takes the mound in the second start for the Padres. I think I'm going to go against him. What are your thoughts? You're, I'm, I'm with you. Your Astros, which, by the way, it's odd. He's being bet right now. Uh, Houston opened 150. It's down to 130-ish at most books. So I'm a little surprised by that. I'm with you. I'm on Houston tonight. Houston's interesting. Houston is – I've now – there's a theme. You're an Astro fan, you're a White Sox fan, and I believe you're a Brave fan. Those uh, Brewers, I love the – I, pick, oh, the I picked the Brewers quite a bit. Yes. I picked the Brewers quite a bit. The Brewers have a chance. I the, have. The Brewers I, would not – it would not surprise me if the Brewers won the World Series this year. That's how good they are. I it would not agree. surprise me either. The, the, the city of champions. Speaking of the city, today is 51 years, Patrick, that Vince Lombardi passed away. So we celebrate 51 years to the greatest coach in the NFL history. The trophies named after passed away 51 years ago today. Has it been 51 years? My goodness. 51 years, Jan, uh, September 3, 1970. And he was going to be, he was going to win down in Washington now. If he hadn't got, I mean, that's he was gonna terrible. Win, you know, did you, did you, yeah. I know I've then, asked you this before. Did you end up going to Broadway to see the, the Lombardi play? I did see it when I was living. I in did. I went City. with, uh, you know, I, I, it was interesting because one time I got a phone call in my office and when I was working for the Raiders and this man asked me and said, is this Michael Lombardi? I said, yeah. He said, this is David Marinus of the Washington post. I said, how are you? He said, I'm just calling about when I ask you some questions. And he kind of thought I was related to Vince and I wasn't. And so we get into a conversation and we've been friends ever since. And uh, usually I text him and I will text him today on this day, always. And uh, we always talk about it. And he wrote one of the greatest books, When Pride Still Mattered. It is the best book on Lombardi by far. And uh, and I've read them all. Lombardi by Michael O'Brien was another one uh, that was a good book. But I think David outdid that one with his incredible writing style and his detailed in the history onyx of of everything that was going on in Vince's life with Marie, his daughter Susan, and of course Vince Jr. and their family. So, yeah, I, I did go see him. We, Millie and I went as David's guest on Broadway. It was fabulous. The gentleman, his name, the Wonder Years. We covered the globe today, didn't we? We've covered. Hey, what was the Ferris name of the Bueller's, What was the name of the What was the name of the actor that played Lombardi in the Broadway play? Wonder Years. You dad. know, I forget. Wonder Years. Dad. I. Remember yeah, that? I got it over. I have it. I have a signed copy of the program over here. I, I forgot. He was tre- he was tremendous in it. The, re- the he was really I, good at it. I yeah, Dave Loria. He was really Dan Loria. I forget that That's Dan right. Loria is yeah. the name. Good job. Yeah, you know, uh, it, it it was interesting because when you watch, what I think people really understand when Star, first of all, Star was sacked eight times in the ice bowl. Uh, could you imagine talk radio after he'd been sacked eight times if the Packers had lost that game? <laughs> could you imagine that? Could you imagine what they would have done to him on Twitter with that? First and how, time, how long they would have been able to break, How they would have been able to break down the protections, you know, how they do on Twitter now. Everybody knows that all the coaching vernacular, you know. And the other thing I found interesting, no one says this, is he, this quarterback sneak was on third down. They did not have a timeout. 
And I, me, as much as a fan of Lombardi, I would have been screaming, how do you run the ball there? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. how do you run it there? <laughs> hey, do you have a stock answer for the question? I've always meant to ask you this. When people ask you, are you related to Vince Lombardi? Do you have a stock answer at this point? I do. I said, look, my name was Jones, and I decided that when I was going to get in football, I might as well change it. There it so is. So that's my stock answer. It is. You can't beat it. Legend. 51 years to the day, Vince Lombardi yeah. passed away. Which is uh, 51, yeah. Uh, that's incredible. Um, there's something else I wanted to just to, just to quickly mention, and not quickly, not to brush it over, uh, but Patton uh, passed away. David Patton passed away today, and mm. condolences coming out. 47, just obviously much too young. Mm. Uh, the former yeah. Patriot who had, I, for some reason, when I think of Patton, I think of. Um, the catch in the, the, in the Super Bowl in the back the, of the end. And That's, also, I, you remember the game in the snow? Didn't he? Did he have a great game that, do that I day? Remember the, do I remember the game in the snow? Okay, I know Ball you package. do. I'm just wondering, didn't he have a <laughs> – for some reason, I remember him having a great day that day. Yeah, yeah. The, the greatest day of all was Vinatieri when he hit that one iron through the snow. That and it went incredible. 52 yards. Like, how did you even kick that ball? Do yet like, it looked like a one iron going through that snow. Like I can still remember sitting there. I never. Where were you? That, where were you in that game? I was in the press box in Foxborough, and I just happened to be sitting next in front of Art McNally. Art McNally was a game. It was a, the old. It was called Schaefer Stadium at one time. And then it became Foxborough Stadium, but it had an old tight press box. It was very tight, and. Usually Al Davis on road trips would always sit in the press box, but as he got later in life, he sat in the owner's box, which he should, because he couldn't stop talking during the game, and it would have been really bad for him, for people to hear what he was saying. So I was sitting in the press box, and I'm in front of Art McNally, and I never, I never uh, look at, I never in my NFL career would look at a field goal. Never look at the television. I would just wait for the crowd reaction. I closed my eyes and wait for the crowd reaction because I really didn't want, I didn't want to jinx the kicker. But when the tuck happened, when the tuck happened, you know, I get up and scream, yes. And Art McNally gets up and turns to me and says, they're going to take, they're going to call that back. So what are you talking about? So that's the tuck rule. I said, I, I don't even know what you're talking about. Like what, there's no, what, what is the tuck rule? I've never heard of this before. And they did, and of course, naturally, in in, in the in the in the New England uh, press box, there was an announcement: there'll be no cheering in this press box. So when they beat us, of course, everybody in the press box started cheering, you know. <laughs> and then when we came down the elevator, it was snowing. It was snowing like you've never seen it snow before. And when we came down the elevator and got on this little, they used to take you down to the buses on this little golf cart. I mean, we, I must've got I must've got killed with snowballs. I mean, people just throwing snowballs at you left and right. That was, and we sat and we sat on the airplane by the time the team showered and changed and we got on the buses, we had to go fly out of Logan. We sat on our airplane until seven o'clock in the morning, seven o'clock in the morning. Why? Until we could take off. This is inclement weather. Yeah. So you very much remember where you were January 19th, 2002. Where does the time go? Let's see. That was, I don't know. How is that possible? I don't even know. It's almost, it's going to be 20, it's going to be 20 years. It's going to be 20 years of this January. I mean, where does it go? (laughs) Mike Holmgren had the greatest line of all. Mike Holmgren has a great line of all. If 20 guys in the bar is watching it and 20 guys in the bar think it's a fumble, then it's a fumble, Mm -hmm. you know? 
Yeah. And Brady thought it was a fumble. He absolutely did. How about he, next year will be 20. He's going to be playing. Actually, this January will be 20 years. He's going yeah, to be still playing 20 years post-Tuck game. Can you believe this? <laughs> what the hell this is, is remarkable. <laughs> now, I, I think the conversation is, I, and everybody says the Bucks have everybody back, but Kenny can Kenny maintain it? Three, three, three interceptions in that championship game. You know, I mean, he that team is going to stay healthy. He's got to play to the level. Look, we're in uncharted territory him with him. It's just flat out remarkable that he can continue to play this well. Yeah, it's incredible. I was wondering if you knew what was what was happening that day with the snow coming down up in New England. I, apparently, Brutal. you do remember. Hey, can I give you? Uh, let me get a couple of picks from you. North Carolina tonight, Blacksburg, Virginia Tech. The, the crowd's going like to be over here. You do. You're going like to go over the sixty-three and a half. Yeah, I do. I like North Carolina. I, I I lean I lean towards North Carolina. I like the over in the game. Okay, it's going to be the atmosphere. Ben, are you producing tomorrow? Can you write these down so I don't forget what the hell I mentioned? Because I, I, I want to be on be record with this. We're going to go over this Thank 63 you, and a half. Ben, Benjamin Britton and uh, North Carolina. By the way, the number, we got a couple of five and a halfs on the board, mostly sixes with North Carolina Lane and Sam Howell. The, you know this. I, I, I really like I really like Duke. Duke is my you know okay. is my lay the six uh, and a half with Duke and Charlotte. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lay this lay write that one Benjamin Britton Duke. He's going to lay the six and a half uh, at Charlotte and then Michigan State Northwestern. Circa just went to three and a half with Northwestern. Mostly everybody else is three, but we're looking at the total earlier. And I don't know if you're still with me. If I can get a forty six, right. especially I'm going under that posted total. I think if you can get a 46, that's good because I see a lot of 45 and a half and 45s. Yeah, I see two 46s. Yep. Looks like it's offshore. Uh, so 45 and a half will go there. And yeah. then I'm not going to touch. I'm not going to touch the Old Dominion Wake Forest game. Oh, do you? Old Dominion quality. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to touch it because I think I think. You know, Wake Forest, I think Wake Forest should cover this game at 32 and a half. It moved down to 31 and a half. It's at 32. Uh, I'm going to just wait and see what Old Dominion. I haven't played in forever. I see a Ben Britton. It only played in forever. So, you know, I, I'm going to lay off that one. Michigan State, I, I still with you on the under. I, I have a feeling that Kansas will cover the, the Sandy, South Dakota game. I just have a feeling. I wouldn't pl- I'd play. It's just a feeling. Lay the 12 with Kansas. By the way, an ODU sweatshirt would look pretty sweet. They may be in the basement this yeah, year. Yeah, we'll get one. We're going to get it. We, we just have to figure out who they are, and we're going to get them. Michael, have a great Friday. We'll see you early tomorrow. Thanks, okay? I'll see you tomorrow. Okay, from the, I'll see you from BetMGM at the Borgata. Well, that's right. Oh, I'm excited for you to get there with bells on. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Benjamin Britton, Michael Lombardi. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you, the Britton. is coming up next. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. 
So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.